welcome to the Men Moving Forward podcast. This is the number one podcast for male and female entrepreneurs who are looking to move forward and build confidence and social value so they can experience deeper connections and more successful relationships. On this podcast we're going to be discussing overcoming narcissistic abuse, building confidence and charisma, creating successful relationships, living an abundant and prosperous life. Subscribe to get regular updates, notifications when we add the latest episodes. Hello, and today I'm joined by Sally Brady. Sally, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah. Um, obviously, Mark's just mentioned my name, Sally Brady. I am a confidence and mindset coach. I work predominantly with men, um, businessmen, um, over 40. <laughs> so that's uh, my niche. Um, I started my coaching journey a few months ago after hitting burnout myself in the corporate sector. I... Um, the reason I niche towards men is once I'd hit my burnout and gone through my therapy, um, I went through um, CBT and EMDR um, to help me through. I felt that I needed that a little bit more, so I went through coaching. On my coaching journey, um, I found that the men in the business that I was working with were the ones that were talking to me. So I feel that, as we, Mark and I have just been talking about, there's a lot out there for um for men, but not so much, I'm sorry, not out there for women, but not so much out there for men. So that's, I think that's why people started, you know, the men in the business started talking to me and they were facing the same issues I'd faced um, in respect that you, the pressure on you to, you know, to work and work and work and the return on your, your work-life balance is zero to the point that it pushes you um, into into the corner that I, I hit basically with burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, what industry were you in? I was an accountant for 30 years. About right. 30, yeah, about 30 years. Um, I worked in manufacturing and industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and prior to that, I'd worked in the franchising sector for 10 years, which was um, it was a cost reduction company. So it was all men. There were, I think there was about three women in the company. So there was about I worked with about 500 men. Mm-hmm. So my uh, you know my masculinity, I suppose, on that side of me comes from that and my understanding of the problems men face. Mm-hmm. What, what uh, sort of issues did you find? confidence you know how did that affect you in that industry in that business i i think mainly it was um i say the pressure it's the, the respect that all those around you are expected to be the providers the, the gold gold gather a hunter scenario mm-hmm. so i saw that a lot myself and, and i also felt it because the pressure for especially in franchising for somebody to succeed is pushed on to you as well because you know you're driving their business for them you're helping them out um, and helping them grow their business and the desperation there sometimes in that respect is a huge huge pressure mm-hmm. so the men that you were working with they were under pressure to provide for their families and stuff. yeah because I, I say in the franchise sector and I, and I suppose in the in, in the manufacturing side because i worked for bell the cheese company mm-hmm. um the thing there is that um you're working with the managing directors or especially in the franchising side it was ex-managing directors ex-ceos and um, cfos finance directors 
Um, so it was that sort of level. And of course, there's the status thing for them as well. They're carrying that status. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that doesn't help. You know, it's it's like, I've, you know, I had this huge career and I've carried this career and now I've gone to do my own business. I've actually got to carry that on. Mm-hmm. Um, yet there's not the security there of, you know, of a salary at the end of the day. There's the pressure there to provide as an entrepreneur. And that's not so easy. Yeah. I think from the industrial sector, it's it's the push um, from any level um, of profit, profit before people is what I was seeing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, can you talk about that? So that they're entrepreneurs and they're struggling, what, they've got financial worries, what's the kind of problem there? Yeah, they, I mean, uh, like you and I know, it's, as um, you know, as individuals, it, it's you're investing in yourself, basically. You, you have an idea, you want to grow, and you want everybody to believe in it, and you throw your, you know, your whole self into it, including your bank account, usually. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then you've got to go and make it work. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't work as fast as you want it to, um, it becomes a struggle. Yeah. Um, and then the pressure hits and then the desperation hits and then the worry hits and then the sleepless nights. And we go from there. And it can be so crushing in terms of confidence. It just You suddenly become a failure in mm-hmm. your own eyes. And you feel that of your family. You know, there's that fear. Mm-hmm. I know from my own perspective, you know, I, you know, when I started my own coaching business, the, the whole thing for me was, you know, it, it is a massive fear and pushing through that is very very difficult sometimes i mean you must know yourself it's it's you know to provide for your family it's, it's huge we all yep. have that yep yeah and it becomes like a vicious cycle you like you said you 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 get into that state of desperation and then you're coming from a place of desperation and you know no one wants to no one wants to do business with you because they think well, what's, that, <laughs> yeah. what's that with him why is he so desperate <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's he doing wrong <laughs> I know because a lot of people I find that you know they look at you and they oh you've not been doing your business very long instead of going oh they've got a good idea I think I'll give them a try they go oh mm-hmm. no I think I'll go with Joe Bloggs he's been doing it for 90 years even though he can't actually do anything for me I'll work with him <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. yeah Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's interesting. What I've kind of discovered is that if you kind of approach it from a place of fear, then you, you know you sabotage yourself. You you kind of put blocks in your own way, and you end up doing things kind of half-heartedly, or you know things go wrong because yeah. I think um, fear it obviously is a massive factor for all of us and, and pushing through that can be so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, I mean, I know myself, I treat, you know, I have a fear moments like anybody else, but you, I find that if you treat it with, um, if you start to push through it, the excitement you feel, that, that buzz in your tummy once you're pushing through that fear is amazing and that's what drives you. So once you get used to that and get used to using that, that becomes a real good tool to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we all talk about facing our fears, and that's what it is. It's once you start pushing through, the excitement takes over and the adrenaline takes over. And mm-hmm. I think the other thing is not being afraid to fail. That you know you learn from failure. Not everything is going to be a hundred percent. You know, I champion those people that um, you know can make a hundred percent success straight away and have no failures along the way. Mm-hmm. Great, but what did you learn? I think as if we fail at something, we learn so much more. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is don't do it again. <laughs> but you know, from uh, you know, from a failure perspective, you know, it gives you a, an avenue to explore. What did I do wrong? How did I do wrong? How can I change this? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, successful people make more. I heard a statistic somewhere, successful people fail more than non-successful people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think Richard Branson's one of them. He's, he's been a failure. Didn't Bill Gates fail? We've all got, they're all there. All mm -hmm. the big people that we talk about have all had their failures. Yeah. So I think um, you know, is is key to what we do. Absolutely. Allow yourself that failure. Allow yourself that vulnerability. Basically, be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah. So what what sort of how do you work with people? What's the program that you've got? How do you? I do um, one to one coaching, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a twelve week program. I run um, like most coaches. Mm -hmm. um, I've just niche down to eight weeks because a couple of my clients it's been around um you know a business problem that they want to get over and i think 12 weeks will probably be too long eight weeks is more sustainable in that respect and mm -hmm. especially in business when you want quicker results so i just tend to do longer sessions but um short period of time mm -hmm. and um i've just launched group coaching so mm -hmm. for a maximum of uh, six people i'd like it to be more like five um and to do that on an evening you know mm -hmm. once a week for eight weeks for about an hour and push through that because I think you know I'd like coaching to be available for everybody I don't think it should be just for you know those that have got the big books it should be affordable for everybody because yeah. I know how, what it did for me um, mm -hmm. you know I was lucky enough that some of my coaching was paid for the business I was working with yeah. but um, yeah. but I know not for, it's not so easy for everybody so I wanted to make it you know that way that more men can use um, use the coaching element Mm -hmm. and, grow, and grow together you know there's, there's a lot to be said about coaching in a group that you know you can you bounce off each other and you often get things come through that you'd never even thought of that you resonate with absolutely and how do you find men respond to coaching do you know i absolutely love working with them i i, I am one of these people who can't you couldn't put me in a room with a load of women i'd probably cringe I have, you know because i have female friends and things but they're all pretty much like me quite masculine in the way that they are um but put me in a room with a load of men and talk about um you know the conversations around um business confidence you know just in general i find it so much more refreshing mm -hmm. and i think the problems are they not too we're not too dissimilar as genders um but the approach is different and mm -hmm. I find men, if they've you know, come to you for coaching, they're open to it. There's, you don't get all the you know, woes of, that you get with women and all the tears. You get a practical approach, and that's what I like. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think that. it's great men cry. It's, you know, don't get me wrong, it's, you know, it's massive to, to have that. But I just find that you know, the, they have a more open-minded approach. Yeah, I find that men are generally more committed to change. Like men... Yeah. Men, they don't tend to go for therapy and coaching as much, but when they do, they'll, they'll do it and they'll be committed to it. Yeah, they haven't just seen it on an ad and said, oh, I'll go and try that. They've yeah. made it, a, you know, a, it's, it's a positive thing in their mind to change, like you say. It's, it's something they've said, right, okay, I'm going to go and do this because I need to do this. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, it's not a case of, well, I'll give that a try and see how it works. It's right, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and I think that's the difference. You're right, it's the commitment. And that's what I do see is that, that commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. People say that men don't ask for help. What do, what do you think about that? Do you think that that? I think it's really true. I think it's very, very true. Um, unless you're in a forum. I mean, I think you're a member of the group I've got, and there's a couple of guys recently have reached out to each other. And to me, that's amazing. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's 
having that ability to do that you know i admire it 100 mm-hmm. percent um because i think again it goes back to you know the fact that you there's a phrase that I, we all hear that i absolutely hate and you probably do too called man up mm-hmm. you know it's all man up and get on with it and that's the expectation so to to actually reach for support is probably bigger than it is for anybody else mm-hmm. you know, for a, say for a woman it's not you know you don't hear that with a man it's all get on with it um, yeah. And it's, I think that makes it, that stigma makes it hard. Absolutely. So, do you find, where do you find a lack of confidence comes from? Is it like a general thing or do you find that there's a specific sort of experience that a lot of your clients have had that has made them have a lack of confidence? Or? Do you know, I, I find that it has been an experience in life. Um, I mean, I mean, you you know, you're only born with one um, one fear, and that is um, the fear of noise. As, yeah. as children or babies, and we learn everything. Everything else is learned behaviour, and yeah. it's generally something that's happened, especially in the in the business world. It can be that crushing boss, that that person that just made you feel not good enough, and it can just be once, but it will mm-hmm. stick with you for the rest of your career. And mm-hmm. um, and that's what I've found that it's it's been that. You know that one person that you think why did you say that why would you say that to somebody that mm-hmm. can absolutely kill them or being in a relationship where it's been that somebody's been so dominant that mm-hmm. they've crushed the other person mm-hmm. so it's it's generally what other people do to you know that person that's what i'm finding yeah. um you know it's, it's a combination because i when i do my coaching i go right back right i want to know from you from birth or as much as you can remember to present day because that tells you a pattern mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's the pattern i'm noticing more and more it's it's always been it's it's generally been somebody who's made some stupid comments along the way that's mm-hmm. you know absolutely stuck yeah do you find that your male clients have some of them have been in dominant relationships with someone who's dominant and put them down yeah yeah i've got one in particular that it's absolutely um, been crushing um, and you know when you hear about it because you hear about bloody women and domestic violence all the time and domestic abuse and mental abuse um, and yeah great but what about the men in this and that's you know one of my clients has been in that situation it's horrendous it is horrendous mm. and I think it's worse because why is it acceptable you know why is that acceptable for a woman to do it when it's it's you know huge out there you know men you know you can get a slap from a man oh my god why am i getting a slap from a woman that's just as bad if not worse you know she's supposed to be this little woman so why is she using that and that's what mm-hmm. I've, you know that's what i've seen recently is that is that mental abuse has um has really really crushed somebody yeah yeah we did an episode on that uh, the other day oh did you yeah yeah i did an episode with uh kieran james he's um talks about narcissism and narcissistic abuse ah that's interesting and so yeah from my own experience that like, i grew up kind of surrounded by that kind of thing and that not my confidence and it also yeah. made me it made me quite narcissistic you know put people down and stuff to try and try and elevate myself mm. and uh yeah that, yeah, it's 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 more prevalent than you actually think, isn't it? It's uh, it's there's so much of it that we don't hear about. I think every, you know, I think it's 
I, I think it's everywhere. Like you say, I think it's prevalent. It's just, you know, until you become aware of it, it's like a cycle. It sort of seems to run in, run in families, you know, like mm. my parents, you know, put up with it. So they, they think it's acceptable behavior and, you know, did it to me. And, you mm. know, I used to say things to my own daughter. My ex-wife said to me, you know, that's, you know, you shouldn't be saying that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, know. no, no. It's just, it's, it's just interesting, but it goes back to what we're saying about it being a learned behaviour. You, mm -hmm. you learn behaviours. You know, you, everything you, you grow up with, it's, it taints your life, or either well, it either benefits your life or taints your life. It has one of two uh, two ways it can go. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That shut that one down for us both. <laughs> That's quite a difficult one. <laughs> Yeah, so did you have any kind of experiences with anything like that in your life? I came from an abusive relationship when I was uh, my first marriage. Um, mm. That wasn't great for me. Um, but it, it taught me a lot about myself. You know, mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, that did, I mean, I went from being a very bubbly teenager to, um, you know, quite a, very quiet and, you know, totally lacking confidence as a, a you know, sort of in my early twenties, and divorced very early on in my life, and went travelling to just, you know, just find myself. But yeah, it had a, a ripple effect on the relationships that I had later on. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I found it. You know, I didn't accept the vulnerability. Had I done that, I think it would have had. I would probably have had a different path in life. Mm -hmm. Then again, I wouldn't have learned. I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's you know, six to one and a half doesn't in that respect. Yeah. But yeah, but I. You know, I'm not one to. I don't feel that I need to go and burn my bra over it or anything like that. It's it's a, an experience <laughs> that I had. So. <laughs> so did that did that cause you issues in future relationships moving forward? Yeah, it did because I found myself pushing. I would um, push for a reaction because I was expecting that reaction. I was expecting that lash out. Mm -hmm. um, I would then push. Um, you know, the partner I was with. To the point to make somebody so angry to see what they did and you don't realize until like now i look back at it and I realize what i was doing mm -hmm. and it was you know because it was to me that was the became the norm mm -hmm. so it was almost like well i would i would aggravate it to happen and then say wow look what you've done to me and play the victim mm -hmm. uh, you know you, you, but it's it, it just it, it's the way you condition yourself and for me it was it was me saying well that's going to happen anyway so i'll make it happen mm -hmm. So it's that um, that that belief that you you think that you're not worthy, you not think you're not good enough, so you'll make it bad, so then you can be that not good enough and live in that that world of um, disbelief, you know, about your own life. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and that that's like a pattern that people you know repeat mm. um, from you know from childhood. So if you grow up like believing believing that, then you you create recreate situations to prove it to yourself like so yeah yeah funny enough my daughter and i were having a conversation the other night because i mean she's only 19 but she's been hurt quite badly with the first relationship and and now it makes her very nervous and i said don't let that form future relationships it was an experience mm -hmm. you know it's, it's more about accepting that you know it's your first love and that's what happens in life and you know but it and you know sort of take the positives from it not the negative you know learn from the negative but don't take the positive and mm -hmm. don't make it um reflect on future relationships yeah absolutely yeah like take the 
use it as manure to to uh, improve. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and bring home a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, is there anything else that you want to add? Any other thoughts or what? What sort of tips? If someone wanted to be more confident, what would be like a, a quick tip that you'd give them? Do you know, I was talking to in, on a, a, an interview last week about this, and one of my big ones, which people think I'm nuts for, mm -hmm. one of them you've probably seen on my group where it's on the quest on the things is to join the group and wear odd socks. And I had a guy come up to me yesterday and he said, to me, he checked his socks and he said, Look, I'm wearing odd, so odd socks. And I started laughing and I said, How do that make you feel? And he said, I laugh every morning now when I put my socks on. He said, I have to wear odd socks because you made that stupid comment. <laughs> And I said, well, you know, but I said it makes you feel good, doesn't it? Because you're actually chuckling all day to yourself. And he said, yeah, he said he actually does it every day now. He, he can't wear um, a pair of socks. They have to be odd now because they, they just give him that little bit of confidence boost. So I would say, put your odd socks on. That's, <laughs> that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Don't be, the, don't be the norm. Step out of the norm. <laughs> cool. So how can people find you? Um... Obviously, I'm all over Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, I've got an Instagram page, like we all do, sort of thing. But I've got a website, sallybrady.co.uk. Hang on, I can't get my words out now. Sallybrady.co.uk. Mm -hmm. um, I've also got the, um, the Facebook group, um, Slay the Shy Guy, which I'm, I'm pretty sure you're a member of as well. Mm -hmm. um, so come and join that. It's um, you know, it's something I want to grow. I, I know I've had a kickback because it's a woman running it, but for me, it's more about men interacting and then the guys sort of run it themselves. That you know, I'll just go on the sidelines. So, you know, it's for me, it's, it's about men for men, it's not, mm -hmm. not about me. So, well, a lot of men are more comfortable uh, talking to women anyway, I think. So, that's yeah, yeah, somehow, yeah, and I am finding that so, which is great. But then I also champion what you're doing, you know, on the side of things you, you do, I think that's pretty good too. So I think, it, you know, we can also complement each other. Yeah, excellent. Okay, thank you, Sally. It's been nice talking to you. Thank you.